Leaving Netherland, Michael Jackson. Round one of the Michael Jackson evisceration is over and the nation is now collectively having a shower to wash away the grime. It's been a nasty, brutal and graphic two hours. And there's another two hours to go. Imagine watching the whole thing in one go. No wonder people who saw the full documentary at Sundance needed support afterwards. And now there's been debate all morning long, all up and down the country. But, you know, it's a complicated debate, uh, just like all real life. It's not a case of arguing if Jackson did it or not, or if the men who were the boys are lying or not. You know, I know he said, he said. Uh, but at the same time, this whole debate is not right, wrong, yes or no. One of the difficulties is that everybody involved are extremely damaged individuals. Michael Jackson was always damaged. I knew this. You knew this as well. The abuse at the hands of his father, well documented, as was his stolen childhood, as his family exploited his incredible talent. Don't go and play, go out and sing and sing and sing and sing and make money for us all. Uh, and the men at the heart of the documentary are also very compromised. It has to be remembered that Wade Robson in particular held his tongue for a very long time. I've read his testimony from a 2005 court case where he refutes ever being abused. That said, read it, find it. It's out there. It's easy to find. The defence lawyer expertly frames the questions around whether the childhood Wade ever thought he was abused. And that is the thing. That is clever. That is the truth. The realisation of whether abuse happened or not came later. At the time, Wade Robson, he thought he was a star with a very special friend. And Robson's path to the documentary started in 2012. Um, Jackson was dead. He died in 2009. Um, but, you know, he was still getting kickbacks and pay. And out came a job choreographing the Michael Jackson Cirque du Soleil show which Wade Robson applied to do, but Jackson's estate did not give him that job, a job Robson thought he was owed, dare I say it, for services rendered. What followed was a nervous breakdown. What followed was a book about his relationship with Jackson, but it never found a publisher. What then followed was a billion and a half dollar damages case against Jackson's estate, saying that he would never work again because of the abuse. Now, that's a problem as well. That was scuppered because he was, in fact, working. So it wasn't purely, it's a complicated thing. It wasn't a purely a, a case about whether there was abuse or not. He was going for damages that he couldn't work. That's why it was thrown out. So obviously, this documentary was his final chance to be paid off. It is a very nasty way of life being a grifter. So what did I take from last night? What I took from it was a masterclass from Michael Jackson and how to groom people and their parents to bend to his will. It was a lesson in how many people aided and abetted Jackson because they were enthralled to his talent, fame and money. It was a lesson in how when advantage is taken of people, those victims don't really see what's happening to them until afterwards. It's a lesson in how much abuse does not involve forcible coercion. As to what happens next, for me, this is the end. I'm not watching tonight, I don't think. I was a fan of Jackson's music. I have four of his albums. I always thought Off the Wall was the best. I went to his one New Zealand concert. It was a weird, unsettling and wonderful uh, concert all at the same time. But I never really warmed to the man, never did. 
And as we now approach the 10th anniversary of his death this June, his fame was wavering for me. Uh, he was disappearing from my view and my consciousness until this documentary brought him back into my attention. So I played Rock With You this weekend from Off The Wall. Fantastic song. Just to see how it made me feel. And you know what? It made me feel dirty. Once it brought joy, now only distaste. Even the title, Rock With You. Even that sounds dirty to me now. And it makes me understand the position music radio in this country has taken. Remember, they have not banned Michael Jackson's music. We can play it if we want. Uh, you know, uh, Mike Hosking played it. There's no ban. But music radio in this company is just not playing it because enough people find it distasteful. Enough people are turning it off. And radio does not want you to find any reason to turn it off. And there are plenty of other genius musicians to listen to. So for me, Michael Jackson is over. Do you want to buy my albums? He could never really heal the world and make it a better place. His music now reminds me that the world is a nasty, craven, grasping, selfish and narcissistic place full of danger.